We are back at it. I'm not sure if we're going to have to get a new phrase for back at it if Mike Gundy leaves Stillwater, <laughs> but uh, we are doing another podcast. I'm Carson Cunningham, joined as always by Kyle Porter. Kyle, do I need to sound the uh, Gundy leaving alarm or is it too soon? I'm driving. I, I, well, I should be driving around Dallas in my car right now trying to, to try down Mike Gundy and, and John Curry, uh, see what's going on, but... Uh, I'm just refreshing Twitter in my shed. I, I don't. I don't really. <laughs> I don't really know what to do right now. It's. It's been a bizarre day. We're, we're taping this on Tuesday afternoon. Um, I did not wake up thinking this is what my day was going to look like. Uh, no, I woke up to a text message saying, uh, from someone I trust that uh, that this is real. That this is real interest. That uh, this is not just. Twitter fake news. rumors and it's not fake news and yeah. I I didn't know what he was talking about I was like which job Arkansas because I, I literally hadn't woken up yet <clears throat> I hadn't seen the tweet from the radio person in Tennessee yet so that was how I woke up and then uh, I've talked to a lot of people today Kyle um, not sure where to begin with all of this but I will just say it would be crazy to talk to Florida, which apparently he did. Now, how far did they get down the road? We will never know. And then even to even meet with Tennessee would be crazy, even considering you quickly turned down Florida, but you'll listen to Tennessee. But what I think's going on here, Kyle, here's my theory. Are Wait, you ready do, for it? Well, hold on. Do we want to do, we want to get our Kansas stuff out of the way before we, before we do Gundy? Okay. That's a good tease. Yeah. yeah we should yeah, do our, our toast and uni review. Let's talk Kansas. <laughs> it's time for the Coop Works. Toast of the week. Coop Works brewing great tasting craft beer in Oklahoma City. Try the flagship F5 IPA, the Bold DNR Belgian Strong Ale. Might need a few of those tonight. Uh, or the refreshing Horny Toad Blonde. If your next watch party tailgater, get together with friends. Enjoy cold Coop Works, and please remember to drink responsibly. We wanted to get this and our uni review out of the way so we could just talk Gundy. So, uh, Carson, who are you toasting today? I. It's an obvious one, but I think it's a worthy one. Uh, James Washington. I'm going to toast him an F5 because it's as consistent as an F5 is as consistent as James Washington. It was just it was really cool to see him and Rudolph hook up one more time in Stillwater. It got a little egregious there in the second half how much they were forcing the ball to James. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Brian Keating next to me said it was like uh, they're force feeding the walk on like Trey Reeves coming yep. into the game. You know, they yep. just throwing the ball a bunch. <laughs> Uh, that that's kind of what it felt like, but no, it was it was cool, and I think he's going to run away with the Blitnikoff Award. The, the fan vote that's out there right now has it like seventy five percent. If any voters vote for David Sills over him, they're insane. He should give uh, OSU their third Blitnikoff in eight years. He's been an unbelievable career and a really cool way to to end it in Stillwater. Yeah, I mean, the, yeah, it, it was awesome. I, I wrote about and, and I talked to a bunch of people after the game just about that last Rudolph to Washington touchdown that we'll ever see in, in BPS. And, you know, it's cool after the game. He said, I'm going to miss what I'm going to miss most about Mason is him just being my friend and hanging out every day. I thought that was such a cool kind of poignant thing that that you come to expect from him. But uh, it was an incredible career. And we'll talk more about him, I'm sure, as as the uh, as the bowl comes around and, and the season wraps up, I'm gonna toast uh, Chad Whitener. Um, I'm gonna toast a uh, a horny toad blonde to Chad Whitener for his two interceptions against uh, TCU. Could use those in 2017. Got him in 2015 instead. Um, 
but he had a he had a he wasn't a great player, but I think he had a little bit of an underrated career, um, just in terms of never really got hurt. Never, you know, I I know that people are probably yelling at me like he wasn't athletic, he wasn't in the right spot, and yeah, I, I get it. And Oklahoma State didn't have a great defense, but. I don't know. I just always felt like he was a good representative of Oklahoma State and a good dude to talk to. And uh, he had some big moments, you know, big moment against TCU in 15, big moment against Baker Mayfield in 17. And to see him end it with an interception against Kansas was pretty cool as well. And how about the, the cowboy collar that he wears? The lost art of the it's great. The big neck pad sticking out of the pads, circa it's like uh, Tommy Polly from Florida State in the 90s, <laughs> Peter, Peter Bulware. Yeah. Fantastic. That speaks to me. Yeah. I mean, maybe that's maybe that's a uni review. Yeah, let's speaking of, let's get to this week's uniform review brought to you by Chris's University Spirit, your one stop cowboy shop on Campus Corner. And be sure to shop online at ChrisUniversitySpirit.com. Um white, orange, white to end it. Love the helmets, but just kind of a kind of a boring combination to end a mediocre season for where not not a mediocre season overall but for where the expectations were so i thought it was kind of a fitting end to the season disappointing end to a disappointing season yeah. i mean four times they've worn white orange white at home why do you have the, all these uniform combinations if you're just going to wear what they've worn from 1960 to, to 2010 like why can you, can you tell me well, at least they wore the the brand. Your dad was pleased, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, they wore the brand, but I mean, why do you have a uniform? Why do you have all these uniforms? If you're going to wear white, orange, white four times at yeah. home. When they, and at home is when you can wear, you have more options between the orange and the black jersey. On the road, you have to wear white. So it's just, I thought it was a fitting end to a f- pretty terrible year uniform selection-wise. I mean, who, who picks the uniforms? We need to ask Gundy this if he sticks around. Because... Initially, it was, oh, Whedon and Blackman, the captain's pick. Now, I, I don't know who does. So that would be interesting to find out because they did a bad job this year. We need, we need to petition him to let us pick them. Well, good luck with that. I'm scrolling through. This is where we're at today. I'm scrolling through uh, Gavin Gundy's Twitter feed, seeing which tweets he has liked. I'm kind of embarrassed to admit this. And he, <laughs> he has almost exclusively liked tweets about Gundy going to Tennessee. Really? I, th- I thought I saw him like one where it said, you need to talk some sense into your dad or something. Yeah, maybe he's just, I don't know. He he, he liked the Clay Travis one about Clay getting a statue built on campus if <laughs> Tennessee hires. But he also, yeah. liked, he also liked the Todd Munkin one about do we really, I, I need to get off the internet. He liked mine about the about the flight to ten, to. <laughs> this is this, this is, is where we're at in society today. Yeah, where are we at in society? That would be an ultimate cojones <laughs> move by Mike Gundy to go to Tennessee after the Shiano backlash, would it not? Well, and uh, somebody said this on Twitter. I forgot who it was. It might have been um, Pete Thamel, SI. Uh, he's just he just walks in with a blank check. He's like you're. He, I mean, seriously. Like, go to Tennessee and say you're screwed. Like, you're in trouble, <laughs> and you got to get yourself out of trouble. And this is how much it's going to cost. I mean, right? Like, that's that's the play. Tennessee is desperate. This this is the whole thing. Tennessee is desperate. They they were desperate before, and now they're really desperate because not only have they sucked for the last eight years, 
but they they also look foolish or they've looked foolish over the last three or four days and when you get desperate you, you do absurd things like make somebody the third highest paid coach in the country um so i don't know i don't, I don't want to steal your thunder i want to i want to hear what your theory on everything is well i mean just if, if jimbo fisher's willing to leave florida state to go texas a&m which it sure sounds like he's willing to do for nine ten million dollars a year whatever crazy amount they're going to pay him uh it's certainly possible Mike Gundy could go to Tennessee. But I look at factors like he's making $5 million in Stillwater, which is like making 20 a lot of places. <laughs> I'm, I'm, that's not a slight at Stillwater. It's the cost of living there is insanely cheap. Oh, I know. And I know. he's built a castle there. His son is a sophomore at Stillwater High. I just have a hard time seeing him pick up his family and moving to a foreign place. His, his parents still live nearby in Oklahoma. I just... Money talks. Maybe he just wants to go make eight, nine million dollars a year, and if it doesn't work out, he's he's richer than he can ever have imagined. But he has a lifetime contract at OSU. He can, like, what would it take for him to get fired at OSU? Like, it would have to be just complete tire fire for him to get fired at OSU. That's not going to happen. Yeah. Uh, so all these factors in, I I don't think he's going to go. But what I do think's happening here, Kyle, and this is just a theory based on people I've talked to. I'm not reporting this by any means, but. What I think is happening here, he's not trying to get more money out of OSU. He just signed a lifetime contract. OSU's not paying him any more money. What I think he's trying to do is get Chad Weiberg in as the athletic director. I think he's tired of dealing with Mike Holder. And the only way that's going to happen is if he pulls a power play like this. I mean, Chad Weiberg's already there. So it's just a matter of time anyway. Maybe he's just trying to push that through. That's my theory. I don't have, you know, I'm not reporting that. But if I had to guess why he would be taking meetings with Tennessee, that would be my guess. Yeah, but why – okay, here's my question to that. Why would Oklahoma State's response to him taking a meeting with Tennessee be, okay, Chad Weiberg is like, – like he's saying – like he's basically holding them hostage and saying, I'm leaving unless you make Chad Weiberg the AD. Is that, is that your theory? I don't think it's he's holding them hostage, but I think he's saying, look, I'm tired of dealing with Holder. Um, Chad Weiberg's who uh, aren't we aren't we forgetting that is isn't Chad Weiberg the guy that got the contract done in the first place? Weren't they at a complete stalemate until he got to town? I mean, I not, guess is that, I, not, is that not accurate? Well, <laughs> I I think that Gundy signed that contract. Like I, I was looking back at it earlier this week. I think he signed it like in May or something. Now <clears throat> it didn't get it didn't go through until the end of the summer. It was like July. Didn't I, did Chad? I thought Chad Weiberg didn't get there until after that. Well, it sat there unsigned. I thought for who now, knows how many months. That that was the that was the previous. There's been so many Mike Gundy contracts that that we we don't know which is which. But I I think the unsigned one was the previous one because it was like a one year extension or a two year or something like kind of kind of silly remember and he's like forget this this is stupid like i want a lifetime deal or whatever he said and then he got that this summer and i thought i thought the timing of it was that weiberg got there afterwards either way like there's a reason weiberg's on campus though right right totally and i think he's tired of there being two ad's that's again that's just my my theory um i'm not sitting here saying he's demanding mike holder be fired and yeah and sent out of Stillwater with packing. I'm just saying that what could he possibly be maneuvering for by talking with Tennessee yeah. other than, I guess, taking the job. I mean, heck he might take it for all I know, but 
well, to me, I don't see very – the positives of him taking that job are, are few and far between other than just money. Here's the thing, and I think it's I think it's actually a pretty straightforward, simple thing. Like, I, I hope I don't get in trouble for saying this. I, I love my job at, at CBS. I've never said anything besides that. Like, I like who I work for. I like the people that I work with, and – I like what I do. It's fantastic. But if ESPN calls me and says, Hey, we should meet. We're think about double on your salary and you can do like pretty much the same stuff. Am I taking that meeting? Of course. Yes, absolutely. But nobody cares if I take that meeting. It's not, people aren't like scouring the internet to see where my flight out of Dallas is going. You know, it, it doesn't matter. And it, it just seems like it would be silly to not take a meeting in which someone says, we'll double your salary and you, you can do pretty much the exact same thing. Like why would, I guess, why, I guess, why would you I guess not that, take that? No, I think that's totally fair. And I guess that's the difference between Florida and Tennessee. You know, from afar you can say, well, why would he not meet with Florida, but meet with Tennessee? Well, Florida probably wasn't willing to double his salary. That, that certainly can get your attention. So I, I agree with you. And I, I think that's a fair point. I just, I'm just saying that, it would be hard for me to envision Mike doing this now when he's just so entrenched, has a lifetime contract, like can't be fired. Literally, he literally can't be fired, can he? Like, <laughs> well, barring a scandal or you know, yeah, what, winning three games in three years or something crazy. Yeah. What? What, would, what if he go? What if they miss like three a bowl for like three years in a row? Is he fired? Like if they go five and seven in the next three years? I mean, the heat would be. Sky high. I don't think he. I don't think he's I, I don't fired, think they. I don't think they fire him. Yeah, I don't, based on I don't, what he's done, based on his tenure. Yeah, I don't either. And and that's not happening anyway. Is my point is as long as he's in Stillwater, they're going to be competitive. They're going to win nine, ten games, which he's proven over the last. He's won ten games five of the last seven years. So well, I I think it would be a huge risk. Now maybe it's one you know in Gundy, the thing we don't talk about coach like coaches are uber confident. Mike Gundy. He rocks the gold chain. He's got some serious <laughs> swagger. He probably thinks he can go to the SEC East and light up that division, and I think he's right. I think he would go there and win. I really do. And I'm sure he does. So from his perspective, maybe he's thinking, well, if I can make eight, nine million bucks and win 10 games, they'll, they'll build a statue of me over there. Over, over here, I'm still getting crap for hiring Mike Yersich. So I don't I don't know. I, I have a hard time believing he'll go. What, what are you hearing? Um... First of all, the gold chain. How much do you love the gold chain? You talk about that gold chain all the time. He's Michael Crabtree. Like, he's 50 years old and he still wears a gold chain. Uh, he still thinks he is QB1. He thinks yeah. he's QB1 cool still. That's what I, I walked into lunch today and told told my wife. I said, well, Gundy and Tennessee are talking. She goes, what's he going to do at Tennessee? I was like, well, I, I don't know. I when I, I guess I don't know and and she said she you'll love this she goes you know what she goes Carson's right like he just he just thinks that he is he's the man he he thinks that he like runs the he thinks he's the big man on campus she's she, yeah. that's, what, that's what she said I was like yeah there's that's that's probably true but um I've heard I've heard all kinds of things I I, I think stuff like this people sort of have knowledge but then they they kind of formulate an opinion around that knowledge and pass it off as like factual knowledge and you're like ah, i don't it, i just feel like stuff is so 
difficult to trust, you know? And I think that somebody told me, and, and I agree with this, they're just talking about how this isn't really a hot take. Like, I think most people think this Gundy, Gundy loves attention. And to, I mean, to be fair, like most humans do, like we, we like to be liked. We like attention from other people. We like people offering us double our salary or whatever the number is going to be. Um, and I, I just think that he, the, the upside of that, the attention he gets, all that stuff just outweighs the downside of it for him because I don't think he really sees a downside to it. You know, like, yeah. and, I, and I don't know if there is a downside. I mean, you could argue like, oh, recruits don't like that or what? Well, you could walk into a recruit's living room and say, I turned down eight mil from Tennessee because I want to coach at Oklahoma State. That That's a real thing, you know? So um, I, I just, I think there's just so much posturing going on. I, the, the upside of going to Tennessee to me, I had a, I had a funny DM from somebody today, like who, yeah, it just had a take on Tennessee. It's like Tennessee's not a better job than Oklahoma State, and I think you could legitimately make that argument. I I still think it probably is generally, but it's been garbage the last decade. You know. Well, I, I I've been I'm higher on it than most. They're the second winningest program in the history of the SEC. They have 109,000 fans still, even though they've been garbage for ten years. Yeah, but how's it different than A and M? You you have this thing with A and M of like. Oh, well, it's in the East. That's my. That's the biggest difference. Yeah, that stuff can. Change, they play. They play. Though. They do. They do play Bama every year, though. That stuff. In the that, East. stuff that stuff can change. Yeah, but in back to back to Gundy wanting attention. I I totally agree with that. I think he learned a valuable lesson from Jimmy Sexton, who's the famous college football agent. He represents so many coaches. I'm very familiar with Jimmy Sexton because he represents Jimbo Fisher, and I'm you know I grew up a Florida State fan. Jimbo Fisher has flirted with more jobs than Mike Gundy, if you can believe that. He's he's done this three or four off seasons himself, where every time Jimbo doesn't deny a job, he ends up getting a raise or a facility or something out of Florida State. Now he might sounds like now he's ready to leave, but I think whenever Gundy was Gundy hired Jimmy Sexton, remember the the, the horrible contract negotiations after the 2011 season? Yeah, how ugly those got when he hired Jimmy Sexton. I think Sexton taught him a valuable lesson that. The only way to get something out of your current job or get a raise, whether it's a facility, raise, whatever, is you got to start flirting with jobs. And what did what did we see ever since then? Uh, Arkansas and Tennessee in 2013. Baylor yeah. last year. Tennessee yeah. this year. I think he learned a valuable lesson from Jimmy Sexton. And he's putting it to use. And that's what I think is happening here. Um, but what does he want? Like that That's the thing after the OU that's, game. That's what I keep going back to. I think it's I think it's all about hierarchy and who, who has to he has to answer from. Um, yeah, that's, that, the only, that, that's the only thing left, right? Yeah, that, that's an interesting point. And, and, you know, after the OU game this year, he talked about, oh, you know, we got donors promising facilities and jumbotrons and, you know, whatever you need and all this stuff. And it's like, are those donors going to be fired up about, you know, getting on my side and seeing that Gundy's, you know, there's planes circling the Knoxville airport? Like, I, I just, I don't know. Like, it, 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 it I know he or I, I think that he doesn't think there's a lot to lose and maybe there's not, but it just, I don't know. It just doesn't, it doesn't come off as real, um, real self-aware. And maybe, maybe that's just me like living in the, the Twitter echo chamber or whatever, you know, just hearing just whatever. Um, <laughs> what? I'm sorry. <laughs> Todd Munkin's tweeting again. He says, oh, I according saw, to my, I saw. According, according to my sources, Lance Berkman has reached out to Coach Gundy about the Rice job. 
I think you can know where Brett McMurphy got the uh, quote from uh, yes. that source about the rice job and uh, Saban. Such such a good quote. I mean, can we just hire Todd Munkin in Stillwater? Like, that's who I need in Stillwater <laughs> to cover. Like, I'd be perfectly happy with that. Do you, okay, so I got two questions for you. The first is, um, I forgot what my my point whenever you, <laughs> whenever you were talking Todd Munkin was, but it it wasn't as good as Todd Munkin's tweet. So. My first is, what percent chance do you think he's leaving? So, do you think he goes or do you think he stays? And what percent of you, this is maybe a more interesting question, what percent of you wants him to go just to see this sort of alternate universe that we could live in as Oklahoma State fans over the next five or ten years? (laughs) Well, is is the Cold Takes Twitter account, do they listen to this? I don't want to put a percentage out there that gets brought back up again. That's no, my main just, question. Well, yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I would put it at, I mean, I do think he's listening, so I can't sit here and say like 10, 20. I would say it's about 35% chance he leaves, 40. Uh, I don't think it's, I don't think it's 50, 50. That's pretty high. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, he, the guy's meeting with Tennessee. Like, um, again, I don't think he's leaving, but I don't think it's not anything. There's just too much smoke out there. Um, and I don't, I don't want my Gundy to leave. I mean, I think people have this notion that since they've built a stadium that they can just bring a coach in here and he's going to have the same success or more success than Coach Gundy has. And I don't think that's accurate. I don't think that's true. Um, <laughs> three, that four, ain't true. Three, four, so that's inaccurate. I don't read it, but <laughs> no, I mean, and um, no, I, I think Mike Gundy is perfect for still. Again, I think it's so cool that one of the all-time greatest quarterbacks in school history has become their all-time greatest coach. And he's a Stillwater guy. I think that's worked at OSU with John Smith. It's now working with Coach Holiday. I think that's really cool. And I think we would lose a little bit of that luster if they hired somebody else. Um, so, no, I don't want to see it. What, what are your answers to those questions? I think there's a 5% chance he leaves, maybe less. Wow, you you weren't that cocky about an hour ago. I know I've gone back and forth. I was super cocky at first, and then I was then I it got a little dicey there. It got a little dark for a couple hours there. Got out of your world a little bit. Yeah, I got out of my world. It, but I mean, we, haven't we seen the? I mean, just like Bedlam, haven't we seen this movie before? You know, maybe maybe we haven't. Maybe it's a different movie. Maybe I'm maybe I'm in the wrong theater. But <laughs> um, and there's a zero percent part of me that wants him to leave. I mean, here's the reality. And and I know that this comes off as being, uh, I don't know. I don't know how this comes off, but I'm going to say it anyway. Mike Gundy is, is really good for business. You and you and I cover college athletics for a living. We cover Oklahoma state for at least in part for a living. And not only is Gundy great because he wins a lot and because people are interested in the program, but he's also I think you could argue maybe the most fun coach in in college football or at least up there in the top five. And that's great for me. Like, I love that. And and I'm sure you do too. And in, in terms of having, I mean, there are coaches out there, there are programs out there. Guess what? They, they're not that fun to cover. Like you go and cover them, but it's not fun. It's it's a job. And for us, I think it feels a lot like a lot more like fun than maybe for a lot of people. So I, there's zero part of me that wants him to leave. I totally agree. Who do you think would be on the short list? Or let me two two parter. Who would your short list be, and who do you think they call in order? Well, I think who they call, and I think we probably both agree on this, is is Larry Fedora. 
and I think that's uh, safe and makes sense. And you're just, you know, there's just a lot of different ways you could, you could argue that. Um, I mean, I think number one for me, I think it's sort of a long shot is, is Justin Fuente, Virginia tech. Um, yep. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't think that, I mean, (laughs) this will, people won't like this either, but I don't think going from Virginia tech to Oklahoma state is a step up. You know, and and it might be a step down. I, I think that I mean I, I you can argue about that or whatever, but um so yeah, I, I call him um I don't know, how do you how do we feel about Chad Morris? SMU. Meh. Yeah. Big big meh for me. Um No, but I I like both I, those answers. I, I haven't given a I, I honestly haven't given a ton of I, I've seen the, the answers that everybody's thrown around. Uh I haven't given a ton of thought to it. How much fun would uh, would Todd Munkin as the head coach and Marcus Arroyo back as the offensive coordinator be? I would faint. <laughs> that would be that would be fantastic. Todd Munkin would have to issue more apologies than Baker Mayfield. I'd have to get the bleep button out for Channel Five. It, it would be it would be unbelievable. I don't know I how he, I don't know it. how he survived it at Southern Miss with with the way he just his one liners are incredible. <laughs> yeah. Uh, to, I'll answer that part too. Um, I think they call one person. It's Larry Fedora. Like it's, I've heard that for the last five to seven years that if Gundy were ever to leave, Fedora would be their guy. And I haven't heard anything different to dissuade me from that thinking. Now, I think you could argue with how Larry's done the past three or four years at North Carolina. Could could OSU do better? I think you could make that argument. I think better would be Justin Fuente. Um, I think he is an up-and-comer. He's not even an up-and-comer. He's already got a really good job, obviously, in Virginia Tech, like you said. I think you could have long conversations over what's a better job between Virginia Tech and OSU, and I think you get 50 different answers out of out of 50 questions. Um, but I think that's the number one guy I would call. He's from Tulsa, went to Union, played at OU, which would be fascinating. Uh, his tenure at OU did not end well. I think he transferred out of spite or out of uh, some – not some good terms with whoever the coach was. I can't remember if that was Schnellenberger or John Blake, but um, didn't end well at OU. But now would a would a, a guy who played at OU want to go up against OU? He's very familiar with what what that monster is down in Norman. That that yeah. would be interesting to me. But I think that's the guy they should call. But I agree, they will call Larry Fedora, and he will be the next coach if if Mike Gundy leaves. That's you can put that in put that in stone. Brent Venables would be fun. Who? Brent Venables. Ha! <laughs> Speaking of OU coaches, the former defensive coordinator. That'd be fun as hell. Would uh, Coach Glass stick around and be his get-back coach? <laughs> the guy that like holds him from around the waist to prevent him from running on the field? Uh, somebody, men- somebody I was talking to today mentioned Kevin Sumlin, who I had not thought of, but is I think is... Uh, Another former OU coach. Yeah, that's pretty fascinating to me. Because people, I mean, he, didn't, he wasn't great at A&M, but... Man, he was he was banging it around at Houston. Houston was pretty good. I mean, they obviously they beat Oklahoma State in in '09 when he was the coach there. He did um, well at A and M. He has their second best win percentage in school history. Yeah, but he didn't end well. And I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I I, I would I think someone would be. I mean, that's I think that'd be fantastic. Get, get, get I a, do too. Get a swag copter. Just start getting. I mean, it, I just think he could get. I think he can recruit. And oh, you know he can, and that's something that Gundy has never really done. You know, yeah, um, and that's questions I would have about 
Fedora and Fuente? Could they recruit uh, Texas as well? I mean, I know Fedora's from Larry Fedora is actually from College Station. Did you know that he was? He's from there. I didn't know that. Um, so that's someone A and M. I think should look at hiring uh, if they don't get Jimbo Fisher. But yeah, I'd, I'd be all in on Kevin Sumlin though. All in, one hundred percent. Someone would you ever rather have him or Fuente? Um, I think I'd rather have Fuente. Uh, I think I'd rather have someone. I mean, I'm in pretty high. On I'm pretty high. I'm pretty high on Fuente. Yeah, you you love him. You were you were you were uh, you were tossing that out there like a year ago. Like when he, was, maybe, when he was at when he was at Memphis. Well, maybe during the Baylor the Gundy Baylor thing, I, I feel like you were you were yeah. putting that in motion right around the time when I was putting my my Kingsbury thing in motion. Uh, get, get <laughs> He's King, not available get, this year. Get Kingsbury and someone get the get the band back together. They were at A and M together. Yeah, uh, Cliff's got one more year yeah. in tech. So well, um, okay. Let's hear one more time from our sponsor, Chris's University Spirit, and then we will come back and wrap things up. Chris's University Spirit on Campus Corner in Stillwater, Oklahoma, is proud to be your one-stop cowboy shop since 1986 and proud sponsor of this podcast, Pistols Firing. They specialize in custom-printed Oklahoma State apparel and merchandise and pride themselves on their excellent customer service. They also offer a full line of custom Greek apparel and can even outfit your Little League team head-to-toe. They're located at the corner of 3rd and Knobloch on Historic Campus Corner. You can follow them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And be sure to shop online at chrisuniversityspirit.com. Shop Stilly. Shop Chris's University Spirit. Okay, Carson. Um, just final what? thoughts. Like, what, First of all, why aren't, why aren't you like leading a revolt like Clay Travis did against <laughs> Greg Schiano right now, and like De- demanding a meeting with Mike Holder, or should I demand it with Chad Weiberg, or demand it with John Curry and tell him why Gundy's <laughs> not fit for office? <laughs> All the above. Oh, it, it's. I mean, it, it's funny. I was talking to to Kyle Boone. We were we were chatting earlier. Our Slack chat has been just on fire all day, but. He was like, "This is better than than uh, Big Twelve title game content. Like this is this like our our side is is just insane right now. I mean, the rumors and the you know the flight tracker and just the whole thing is is bonkers. I mean, college football is the best. I I freaking love it. It's it's awesome. It won't be. I won't. I won't be saying that if Gundy leaves. But uh, right now, it's pretty awesome. That's another thing. Like, I'll I'll give Mike this." He's great at upping his stock after disappointing finishes. Is he not? Bedlam last year, total debacle. Starts flirting with Baylor of all teams, who's going through pure scandal. Uh, how about 2013? Uh, I guess that was after the 2012 season, the Heart of Dallas Bowl. He talks to Arkansas and Tennessee. Uh, what, what else am I forgetting? And then this, and then this year. So all three disappointing seasons. Disappointing ends, at least, and it, it gets the narrative away from well, why, what, what happened? Nine wins with this team, three home losses. Is yeah. that good enough? Now we're everybody's saying, oh, don't leave, coach, don't leave. So it's that's why you, I guess that's why you do this stuff too. Yeah. Um, man, somebody just tweeted a picture of I think it's Chad Weiberg and, and Mike Holder together. Where? Uh, they're I mean they're in Stillwater. Are they? playing paper rock scissors who has to fly to dallas i think i think weiberg's reading pistols firing blog.com on his phone and holder's on the phone with kevin someone 
<laughs> he's got he's got the phone up to his ear. Yeah, we can get you a helicopter. That's that'd be great. You called it a you called it a, a, a what now a swag copter? <laughs> we don't we don't have anything like that. We got Gundy a tractor. You want that? We got Gundy a swag tractor. <laughs> they're not they're not calling. You need to give up on the someone thing. Like he's. He's already going to like Arizona State. Yeah, I know. Oh, I give up. I just threw it out there. Or I didn't even throw it out there. Somebody else that I know threw it out there, and I thought it was, a, gr- thought it was a great idea. Great idea, but we all know they're calling Fedora. Yeah. I just, uh, it, uh, I don't know. It doesn't do little, a ton little, for me. It, it used to do a lot more for me when he won 11 games two years ago <laughs> than, yeah. than the past two years. Uh, I, I, stocks dropped a little bit. But I will say this. He's coaching at North Carolina. Yeah. What has North Carolina literally ever done other than – Mac Brown won a bunch of games. Other than that, that job has been horrible. It's a basketball school. Well, but you could say the same about Oklahoma State. Yeah, you could, but I will say this. I mean, I think OSU's a much better job than North Carolina. I mean, as far as stadium, fan support, the, the conference, as far as winning. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, it's it's tough to win North Carolina because your best players there go to Florida State or Clemson for the most part. Or they play basketball. <laughs> or that, <laughs> or, or they do both, like Julius Peppers. Yeah, there you go. Um, okay, Carson, I got to run. Uh, it's Tiger Week for me, big week. Um, big cat, big, big cat, big cat's back as Gundy's on the way out apparently. So uh, you're you're busy these days. I am. We will talk uh, later in the week though. We'll, I'm I'm sure the mailbag will be just completely lit on Thursday. Um, so we'll get after it, and yeah, that'll be fun. Can't wait. Okay, talk to you then. See ya. See ya.